You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience, but they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 21. And ladies and gentlemen, it's NBA Finals time. Buckle up, Golden State Warriors facing the Toronto Raptors. Today we're going to give you a preview. But first, let me introduce the permanent host of Guys on the Sideline, my buddy Chris Mumford. Chris. Permanent sidekick. So I'm I've elevated from, you know, fringe character to like Robin. Well, I was going to introduce myself as occasional fill-in host, Jefferson. What? Who did Matt even call me? I don't know. It was great. I think it had the third on Preston it. Preston Burton, the fourth, I, the, the know, third. Matt, or... I'm waiting for some kind of, you know, official title like that, you know, like noble title. So Every email I get from Matt, he has a different name for me. So that's where that came from. But uh, anyway, welcome on in. Matt. Shout out, Matt. What's going on? Um, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, the fastest growing audience this side of Kennecott Coppermine. Kennecott Coppermine. All right. Yeah. The, we'll you're, you're right in the shadow of it there. Did, did you know we might be sponsoring? We haven't. Anyway, his business partner's here, Chris. We haven't we're discussed this. We're having an this. open business. On, on air, we're going to have a business we're meeting. We're going to have a little business meeting. No, I, and I'm trying to remember, um, we might be sponsoring some Little League football league out in Harriman. I can't remember this, but anyway. I'm all for it, man. As if, long as they're uh, – my only request is that they become the the Harriman Raiders and they wear the silver and black. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, we're going to get Derek to do some creative uh, work for us. We're going to hang a banner out there, guys on the sideline. That would be pretty cool. Cool. So um, anyway, let's jump in. It's uh, NBA Finals, as I uh, mentioned, and uh, as our audience knows, because this obviously is a very, very in-the-know audience. Well, first things first, Jeff. Uh, your excitement level for this finals scale of one to ten. Six. Yeah, I would say. I'll bet that's like right on average for most people. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, the, the Kawhi factor makes it a little interesting. Yeah, because I think Kawhi. People keep saying, "Oh, he's vaulted into the, the top five player in the, players in the league." To me, it's like Kawhi. And I guess Durant, to me, is kind of right now. I mean, I, these things are all very conditional. Better, but like, better question for you, though, Chris. Who's going to be more entertaining to watch, Drake or Kawhi? <laughs> who, who, hey, and you got to – I think that Drake adds a hilarious element to the whole thing, right? Just because no matter what he does, Drake can't make Toronto cool. I mean, they're the Raptors. It's to me, you'd think that's a cool name. I don't. I just don't. Have you been to Toronto? No, I've heard it's a great city. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty. I haven't either, but it's a pretty and cool it's like city. It's a legit city. Yeah. Another another wildly successful current actor from there, Keanu Reeves, is from Toronto. So like, you've got. Oh, don't make me pull out our Keanu Reeves highlight reel here. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have enough time to dump those in whoa, here. Whoa, <laughs> um, that was pretty good. I know kung fu. 
yeah. So anyway, I love me some Keanu Reeves. So I mean, if he were on the sidelines, let's just say, I mean, you had John Wick down there with with Drake. That'd be now you're talking. Now you're you can go toe to toe with Jack and Leo and anyway, <laughs> some of those guys. Not quite, but I I would say my excitement level is right around the same point because we all can't escape the crushing obvious conclusion that the Warriors are going to win this finals like they win everything because they're they're maybe the best team in history I mean in, I don't know you know well not so fast Chris we'll, we'll save that for predictions I might be going against the grain here and picking really? the Raptors stay tuned and that'd be so unlike you so so unlike you <laughs> we'll see um, I just but don't we all feel like they won't win like we hope the Raptors will win we always pick against the Pats and the Super Bowl, we always pick against him because we don't well, want to win. Th- that's a great, a great comparison because you know, huge NFL fan, but it's like I kind of feel like I've seen a Patriots Super Bowl before. Yeah, same thing here. I kind of feel like the Golden State Warriors may or may not have uh, appeared in a recent finals, and it's just been there a few times. Same it's, old, it's stale, you know. And I think at some point the NBA has got to work on. And look, in the the case of Golden State, the pain, the the, the point has been well made and well established that there. No amount of of rigging by the NBA, no, no no amount of rules, nothing could have prevented this because so much of their talent was homegrown, right? I think they drafted Clay and Steph, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and you know Draymond came on board. These guys became all stars, kind of all together on the same insane upswing. And then Kevin Durant was kind of the original sin for that franchise, right? He was the kind of outside missing piece that came in on the heels of a season where they'd broken the all-time, you know, the all-time winning right. total, wins total. Anyway, so my excitement level is just so-so. Now, the next question um, for you, Jeff, is are the Warriors better or worse without Kim Durant? Man, that's a tough question. I, I think it's interesting in that I kind of, and I don't have a medical report, but I kind of feel like they're just holding him out because they don't need him. Yeah. And it's like if they played Milwaukee and they felt like, oh, maybe they were going to test him or here in the case of Toronto, right? Um, do, do they really need him? I don't know. I don't know if they're better. I, I think they're better with him just because I think you just layer him on top of the great shooting right. and just the great chemistry but, that but they already have. he slow things down, doesn't he? Well, he, he kind of becomes an island. Who was the MVP though of the last finals? That's uh, true. It's 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 the most valuable player was Kevin it's Durant. Katie, Trey, but look, my my whole thing with Durant. I know I'm not totally answering the question here, but one thing that irritates me about the accolades he gets, even in terms of Finals MVP. How much pressure does it take off of you when you're backed by an all-time great team that you just joined? It's suddenly it, it doesn't have to be you, and you know it. How much different is it when it's LeBron, and if it's not your shot going down, you don't know who's got your back. Well, if you're KD, you've got two of the all-time best shooters in the history of the league who you could pass the ball to, who could come up with a bucket. You've got Draymond, who you could give it to down in the paint, and he'll, he can make something happen. You know, you've got Iguodala, who could do the same thing. I, it's not like it's his fault that it's they're a good team, but that to me is the, that crystallizes the argument here of KD is just the cherry on top of the cherry. That, on I think top that's a of, good way of putting it. It's just at some point it's like 
the pressure's not the same. It's not all on him. And I just don't, I don't think it's quite the same. And so I, that's not exactly answering the question of are they better or worse. I don't necessarily think that they're just, they're just unbeatable in a different way with KD. It's just like, okay, you can just toss the ball over there. He can, he can score in isolation. And so you've got this additional insurance policy if, if, you know, threes aren't dropping or something like that. But it, it's just like, to me, it's it's he's more of an insurance policy yeah. than a big I, difference I, maker. I put it that way. I mean, I again, I I think he is the best player on the court. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. when he's going, I mean, he's and how tall is he? Six eleven. Yeah, I mean, he's almost a seven. So seven footer, but the way that he dribbles and the way that he knocks down that three, like incredible. like Dirk's a three point shooter, yeah. but like Kevin Durant is like a he can take it to the rack. He's he the, can uh, pull um, pull up and shoot. He can He's knock the it down. stretch five. You know right? what I mean? And at some point, you're just like, he can handle the ball. He can initiate offense. I mean, what a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. So when does the season, uh, or when does the series open? Thursday night, correct? And it's in Toronto. In first Toronto. two are Toronto. In Toronto. Here's a, here's a little bold prediction for you. I think Toronto gets one of the first two. I do, too. I, do I too. think they might get game one. I think it's like Philadelphia in the Allen Iverson prime when they beat the Lakers in that game one. I remember it was actually in, in L.A., but they just had enough of that kind of they were just i don't know rattling the cage they were they had enough of that juice and, and momentum obviously it didn't carry them through past that but i remember just a thrilling game 1 win with with an iverson uh sixers team back in the back what, in the day what you talking about practice practice, practice? he'd obviously been practicing that week cuz it worked <laughs> out but yeah i agree i i could see Ka- Kawhi by himself is good enough to beat the warriors two games in this series by himself now the question is can Kyle Lowry can um, who who is even else is on that team I don't even know on the Raptors uh, Serge Ibaka a few of these other guys would really have to come uh, come up big and and have huge huge games you never know Um, but it would take a big downswing for Golden here's a question I think you see it in the Super Bowl I think you'll see it here in the NBA Finals and it's a question of um, comfort level and and having been there before and the value that that is I feel like Golden State this is just a ho-hum this is just another game I feel like for Toronto right it's going to feel different the city's going to be crazy and there's I think there's a level of pressure that's going to be on them now Kawhi former finals MVP right Right. so here's a guy who who can and and, you know I really do buy into the cliche that teams take on the character of their leaders right and Kawhi could not be more of of an even kill guy and I will say you have to be so even keel when you play the Warriors because what they do and in the, the Blazers series illustrated this better than any I've seen they'd get up 18 points and then three-pointer 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 yeah. suddenly your, your lead's gone you've expended all this effort you it's blood and guts to build that kind of lead against the Warriors and then in the space of five minutes it's gone now if you're if you're an up and down team that can be impossible to overcome. But I think maybe for Toronto with Kawhi at the helm, he's enough of just uh, been there. He's been through it. He's been on a Popovich team. He knows how to grind, grind it out. And he's also capable of the same kind of comeback. You look at that third quarter in game six um, where they were down 15 points with like two minutes left. And I said to myself as I was watching that game, if Kawhi, if these guys can get this to within single digits, I think they've got a good chance of winning this. Sure enough, 
you know, Kawhi makes a few trips down the floor, they whittle it down, and then ultimately win that game. So you can't you can't get too complacent when you're playing against Kawhi, and, and he could bring him back. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, he absolutely could. And, and so to that point, I think Golden State has the advantage in that the team has been there before. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that yeah. um, so is Kawhi. But if the other players on the Raptors, I think that's yeah. kind of the X factor because right. if, if they're a little bit um, – a little bit get caught up in the moment and and don't step out and play like they're capable of. Yeah. I think you could have a step back there, and I think that's going to in hey, the end doom them. But you know what's? There's nothing more dangerous than a team that's got nothing to lose. If you're the yeah. Raptors, you won by getting to the finals. I personally think your experiment, your GM's experiment, was can I can I build a championship caliber team? Which caliber means get to the finals? In my opinion, have a chance to win it. You won. Your your victory's done. Can you play loose? Can you play are yeah. you know nothing can you, you got nothing to lose you put it all out there you 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 do everything you can does that do it and and obviously nobody expects them to win the, is the pressure uh, actually more on golden state it, to win it, it yeah it, it it could be um i don't think golden state will view it that way i think mm. steve kerr will have the locker room loose um and again the, the the advantage that they have that i think is an unfair advantage is i think right now head to head i think i still would take golden state if it was if they didn't have let's let's say that um, that KD was out for the whole series. I still think I would yeah. give the edge to the Warriors. Yeah. And so knowing that they've got him kind of in their back pocket, that they can plug him in. And again, I don't know the extent of his injury, but just having that weapon, I think, um, is yeah. to their advantage. Now, yeah. we um, we make a lot of predictions on this show. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. And we've made a lot that have gone wrong. Um, we won't read. What do you mean? We won't our, cast our, some of those in front of you. But we got to bring back the lock pick. I think it, we will. Maybe we will right here. But I believe we predicted on this very podcast, episode four. Go look it up. Uh, Aaron, dig that up from the archives if you would, buddy. But we did pick Toronto Raptors, Golden State Warriors really? at the beginning of the season. Yes, we, we did. Did we? Uh, I'll find the. The minute mark that we did that to just well, it was probably that. you yeah, probably I, I, th- I think we both did okay i think we both did i mean it sounded reasonable right? so it was reasonable yeah and, and i th- i think the other team that we were thinking about is boston, boston. Right? right boston we yeah. weren't thinking milwaukee no. milwaukee kudos to them in their season kudos. i mean it's, yeah it's too bad i would have been went, happy with either of them going yeah. you know but they toronto figured out Giannis, right and Giannis, whatever and at the end of the day that's the thing that maybe Toronto has going in their favor is that they're good at game planning. And that's also the X factor here. I know that back when when the Spurs were playing uh, the Warriors, everything changed when Kawhi went down, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a really fun opportunity to see what do what kind of difference can Kawhi make as a defender, right, on that side of the court? That's the thing. You feel Kawhi's not just a scorer. That's not all he is. I mean, he is an excellent defender. He's an excellent rebounder. How many times in that game six, you know, he shot a free throw, missed his free throw off the front of the rim and got his own rebound, came down with a huge gritty plays that you have to have to beat Golden State. It'll be interesting to see how many of those he can come up with and if he could really disrupt 
Golden State with without KD? Can he disrupt KD if they match him up with him? Uh, you know, as a defender, I don't know. It could be an interesting thing. And KD, even if he comes back, is he going to be a hundred percent? I don't necessarily yeah. think so. so. Yeah, no, good, good point. So this comes to us from um, I referenced him on our previous episode, last episode, as LH. We're going to call him Sideline Landon, and I'm excited because right. he's our Vegas guy that's going to come in the booth. It's going to give us some pointers okay. and uh, kind of break down some things. Um, it, this was a text that he sent me. So Golden State is minus 310. Toronto is plus 260. So let me explain this to you mm. from Sideline Landon. So if you put down $31,000 on the Warriors, you're going to make 10000 if they win. <laughs> so he kind of feels like this is a lock. Like th- these are crazy odds. Now, 31K, yeah. let's be honest, that's a, that's a that's some nice coin you're putting chunk, on there. But man, this is a... This is a pretty safe bet, I would you, you would think. I think so. Um, so that gets us into our predictions. Should we pull out the lock? Maybe more so than the team, but let, let's pick how many games we think this is going to go. Do you want to do the honors first, Chris? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Golden State. I really want to pick Toronto because this feels fun to do that. I just don't think Toronto's got enough, um, not enough depth, and uh, I just don't think they can hold it out. But I, I think the series goes six games at least. Um, and I think Golden State wins them. I, th- I think that they're, I think by and large, they're close games. I don't anticipate tons of blowouts. Um, but I think it's just too much for Kawhi to put just on his shoulders to try to win this thing. And I just don't know that there are enough parts around him. Again, Kyle Lowry, good player. He'd really have to step in it up and, and be averaging 20 plus a game. Serge Ibaka would have to be just a constant menace. And and then you'd have to add on to all of that uh, just a, a, a freezing cold shooting spell from the Warriors, which, look, crazier things have happened. Yeah, could they, happen. They've been playing lights out up to this point in a lot of ways. Maybe they're maybe they're due, but I, I just don't see that as being likely. Who um, do you predict as the MVP for the series? I, I think Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry, who's always had this this kind of cloud over him that he disappears in the finals, that he lets other people step up and win the finals and this and that, and he's been happy enough to do that. I think he takes that chip on his shoulder. I think he comes to the table and... You know he's been playing lights out ever since KD went down. I think he ends up as your Finals MVP. Okay, so I teased this earlier, and I sadly can't uh, can't go with this pick. Although we always reference, you should pick one, and I should pick the other one. So at least we've right, at least we've so even you covered. Can't, can't hang in there with the Raps. I, I I hope for the Raps, but I think the Warriors are too good. And again, I think they could beat them. I think they'd win in six or seven without KD. Yeah. I think if KD plays in the series, I'm thinking Warriors in five. Yeah. Um, and my MVP, hmm. I was going to go Looney. No, that would go against the grain. I, I think I'm going to go Clay Thompson. Ooh. That's kind of crazy. What a funny statement that would be. It doesn't make any of the NBA all all team or all NBA teams, which which is an unbelievable just injustice. I mean, I don't know how else yeah. to describe it, but anyway. So I think I'm going Warriors. I think I'm going five. Okay, and. Clay Thompson. So, the, again, I think Solid pick. Toronto will win the first. Well, um, they'll split. They'll win one of the first two. And then I think Golden State just um, separates a little you know, bit. Another dark horse candidate for finals MVP, Draymond. 
you think? I could see Draymond doing it. I could see Draymond this this working out well for him. He really came up huge in that last series against Portland. He willed them to a couple of those victories. He was that tenacious presence, and so I think it could even be everyone's favorite player in the NBA, Draymond. I could totally see. Didn't Iguodala win it one year? He did win it one year. That, so. that, that's what I'm saying about the Warriors. Is I just feel like, is there anybody on the Raptors outside of Leonard that could win the MVP? No. I, I don't, don't see so. it. I, I just don't so. see it. And so you've got you, Clay Thompson. It would not shock you if no. he won the MVP. Draymond, as no. much as we rag on him here, it wouldn't shock you. No. No. Steph, Steph is probably, you predicted, is probably the one that makes the most sense. KD could come in and be MVP. So you've got four or five. Ugadala. So really four or five. How many league MVPs do you have on that dang team? It, it, they, they could, yeah, they it, could all win, you know, the, the finals MVP. Which is maybe why, to your first question of this podcast, why the excitement level is down. Because yeah. I think if this was, and I'm not a Rockets fan, but if this was Houston versus... Toronto, I think it'd be a little bit more um, appealing to me yeah. just because I feel like, well, let's see what Harden would do or let's yeah. see how Leonard plays. Right. Um, I think this offseason is going to be really interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, the Warriors could retain everybody. I think it's not outside sure. the question. Sure. We made some predictions KD on episode 20. Back. Clay stays. KD comes back. Um, I think that core nucleus stays. I think the Draymond, Clays, and Stephs, at least for another three to four years, they're gonna. They're I agree, gonna be I agree with you. I think Katie's out. Yep. I, I mean, everything I keep hearing, and I think he's very sensitive to this stuff. I think that this final says, look, let's face it, it's made him look bad. I mean, I don't know how else you look at it, but they go from series where, and, and look, the Blazers and the Rockets are not the same team. The, the no. Rockets are a much better team, but the the Rockets had prime opportunities to come back and, and win that series without KD there, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's not as if no, they, they didn't have their own chances. But at the end of the day, the, they just skipped right through the Blazers, took care of them in four, swept them. <laughs> you know, I just think it makes KD look like, yeah, you're riding their coattails. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, but here's the thing with KD. So if KD stays in Oklahoma playing with Russell Westbrook, who yeah, we reference as a bit of a head case, yes. do you think they're – I think they maybe make the finals one of these last three or four years. Yeah. But do you think they win the finals? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I, I mean, I think I think that they were right there. Look at how much talent they had on that yeah. team. When you had James Harden as like well, a sixth yeah, man, for, I sure. mean, for heaven's sake, that's my, crazy. My point in bringing this up is you've got great NBA players such as Charles Barkley, Carl yeah. Malone, mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing. I'm yeah. sure I'm missing a couple, right, that I'm never got it done, 90s, that yeah. never won, yeah. but were phenomenal players, yeah. phenomenal players. Yeah. And they. I still feel bad for Barkley. I mean, Shaq always razzes them on TNT because Gary he's like, Payton, you know, Sean Ke- I mean, a there, lot there's a really lot of these play. guys. So I think what KD has done is he's gone. He's won his championship, yeah. and that, to your point, I think he bails. And I agree. I think he goes New York. Yeah. I think he goes out east, yeah. and he goes and he doesn't. Maybe he It'd he be so good pairs up with somebody. It'd be so good for the league. It totally add, would. Add more story. I'd love KD in New York. Are you kidding me? With that fan base, with the Boston rivalry, with with Philadelphia, good. You've got those core big time east eastern see you know. East Coast cities that would just be huge into basketball. That would be great. Great for the New York in the playoffs. New York, Boston, and Philly in the playoffs.
playoffs every year would be awesome. Plus, again, what this does for his legacy. So yeah. he won it. He's the MVP. He's arguably yeah. one of the best players in the game. And then he goes to a struggling fl- franchise like the Knicks. Yeah. And so if he's on the Knicks, the Knicks are in the playoffs. The yes. Knicks win a no, no. series next year. He, Just he and, him alone. He and Kyrie. Then you get the storyline of Kyrie going to New York or something away from Boston. You have all that bad blood. It'd be great, man. Yeah. It would be. I, well, and how the team gels, too, because yeah. New York, right? I mean, they, yeah. the New York Post, I mean, they'd be on the back page every single yes. day. The drama, and it, it would be entertaining be to watch. It would be fun. And look, we know from the Cleveland series that that this Warriors team without KD is, I know I just got done saying that he's writing their coattails and everything else, but let's face it, they, they did lose to Cleveland, you know, um, with LeBron. So they're beatable, and we yeah. know that they're yep. beatable. Yes, they're unbeatable without KD, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of going back on myself here. But anyway, I, I think at the end of the day, it would be a great thing. So Toronto could get it done. They yeah. could get it done. Everybody has to be firing on all cylinders, and Golden State has to hey, go cold. But it's possible. It's possible. It's not likely. The best teams can go through inexplicable cold spells. They can go through times where then things start to kind of come unglued. Things start to leak to the press, even within just yep. a series. It can happen. Yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen. So. But, but Chris, I kind of uh, fear that this was one of the uh, poorer episodes of the podcast that we did because we didn't say anything like crazy or outlandish, right? We picked the Warriors. Well, I picked Clay. You picked Steph. Five minutes to, for a wild speculation as to who the Jazz will add in free agency. All right. Wild let's go. Who, who are you going? You want to start? <sighs> Kemba Walker's a name. Yeah, he's a name. I don't see it happening because he made NBA All-Team and Charlotte's going to be able to offer Max. And does he really think his odds of actually winning a title go up that much by coming to Utah? He'd have to weigh all that. And he'd have to really take a pay cut, I think, as far as I know now. Probably so. To come here. I'm thinking Kemba's off the table. Mike Conley Jr.? I guess. But, I mean, there were reports initially that he was out there saying he didn't want to play in Utah. He's older. Maybe we make that play and try to get him, but you'd probably lose Derek Favors. And do we just end up kind of back where we started. I anyway, that here, that's not the question here. I could see us adding Mike Conley in the offseason, yes, I guess. Here's another name. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> oh. uh, and, and I and that's kind of sort of semi-serious. But what I'm saying is like I think Boston has a very interesting offseason, right? Yeah. They basically put this team yeah. together and it's not done well. Kyrie's oh. probably out. Yeah. There's talk that, you know, Gordon just hasn't been what they wanted. No. I, there's no way that the Jazz take on that contract. Um <laughs> yeah. Right? I think they avoided which a, so a disaster. Funny. What what a difference a year or two makes, right? I mean, at the end of the day, well, we two didn't, years. We didn't have Donovan at the time. And now you look at Donovan, um, right? And he's, uh, this is his third year. So this will be an interesting year to see him even take a step forward. Rudy Gobert, right? Defensive player. Um, Who who also qualified for the max contract. He did because of his, uh, for the NBA. All NBA. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole other debate. Do we max out Rudy? But I'm going to stick to my original question here, my, my original premise. It's, sorry, Utah fans. It's going to be some name that's not sexy. I mean, I hear people talking DeLon Wright, which, I mean, I'm a Utah Utes fan. But, I mean, he wouldn't exactly blow anyone's socks off. He might make us a little bit better, and he's probably a better scorer than Ricky Rubio. I just, 
I'm things are going to be such a feeding frenzy this summer. Everybody's going to be trying to add that that last piece. This is where, and I'm sorry, I'm going to make Utah Jazz fans angry here. There are too many other big markets looking to bring in these stars, and I just wonder if we get sucked under. I'm sure people look at Donovan and think he's fun. He's an exciting young star. But I just don't know that we're going to be able to land anyone huge. I think the biggest name we have a real shot at landing, based on what I'm hearing, probably is Mike Conley. So it would be nice if we could get him. But again, you probably lose favors if you do that. And do we really net get that much better? Some people are convinced, beyond convincing, that, that yes, we would be that much better with, with somebody like Conley in there. I just don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Dennis Lindsay and the Jazz do. Yeah. Um, keep it here. We'll be breaking uh, down, obviously, as we go into the draft. The Jazz don't have a very great draft pick, no. but, and, 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 but maybe they may. Are, they, they'll try to, they could try to offload that. Um, so yeah, does Zion Williamson does he end up holding out with well, Pels? That's or probably the bigger question. Them up front, he doesn't want to go there, which I would hate something like that. Man. Yeah, you I talk would about too. all the players you just listed: the Barclays, the Stocktons, the Malones. Listen, people, there's there's the whole thing of winning rings, and I understand that. But we all grew up in that area. We know these players. We understand that they're all time greats without winning all the rings. There are only a handful of players in the conversation for greatest ever. They probably need to win those rings to be in that conversation I guess but beyond that why not become a legend for that franchise a bronze statue in front of that arena just wherever you go and just build a legacy there in this day and age with social media with the internet you don't have to live in LA to get exposure no, I don't publicity. think so you know Donovan's got his shoe deal in his first year you know his his third year he's he's all over the place and as I've said on this podcast before and this is the thing that makes me nervous I think the jazz can hold on to Donovan with money I I think we can offer yeah. him a max deal. Yeah. What they have to do is get better each season yeah. because that's what's going to be if, hard. If we get bounced in the first round next year, I just think at some point us. he's going to say, oh, "Gosh, I want to be on the biggest stage and I want to be playing right. for a ring." So I I agree with you. I don't think they're going to make a huge splash. I no. think they may add a player or two that maybe is not really on the radar right now that nobody's talking about, um, but. The Jazz, they're not far off, no. right? And and that's the hard thing is yeah. the Jazz are the Jazz. I think are peaking at the right time. I think if Golden State takes a step back, if KD goes, let's say Clay goes years. somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Houston's probably past the window. Denver's a team you got to keep an eye on. Portland's right. another one. Right. They're kind of timing it right as yeah. well right. as far as making a run once the Golden State reign is over. But uh, the Jazz to make any to make another title run, I think have to to pay the luxury tax they've got to go over their they've they've got to be willing to pay out of pocket they've they've got to they've got to 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 kind of extend past where they have yep. in the past. I they, agree with they've you. got to take on take a kind of financial hit for a couple years, get a big time star, big time name. And this is the test of that. If they don't, I love Gail Miller in particular. I think her commitment to the community has been amazing. But at that point that's 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 a tough one to swallow for jazz fans because then you would just start to feel like we will never get it's never going to happen and i think the i think the fans will support the team so yeah. yes they're they're going to they're going to what i'm saying is they spend the money and people yeah. are going to show up oh, they're yeah. going to buy tickets right yeah. i mean season tickets are at an all time high i think yeah. there's a buzz behind the yeah. jazz so i do hope that jazz management does that and right. that the that the fans support the team right. and again so hopefully there's not yes they're paying the tax 
impacts, but hopefully it can be an okay situation. And, I mean, gosh, win a couple of playoff series, get right. to the Western Conference final even. Um, finals yeah. probably looking ahead a season or two. Well, but if that's yeah. possible, I think, man, you've turned this baby into a hey, profitable thing. We really drew... A, a bad matchup in round one this year. Um, next year, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't anticipate that same kind of bad luck happening again. If you can ship out KD to the East Coast, but then maybe you get Kawhi coming to the the, the Clippers or something like yeah. that, then they, they become a whole lot better if yeah. they do that. No, that's a good point. If, can, can LeBron bring in a few pieces to LA? probably not going to get easier out west so i hope that they're willing to make a splash okay nothing too crazy was said today which is kind of disappointing i I, think you just said gordon hayward okay maybe that was i was gonna say we could go back to tiger woods uh go listen to last episode if you want to hear a great conspiracy theory (laughs) thanks again dylan that was great on yes nike paying tiger or basically encouraging tiger to take a take fall one other thing i need to know is our uh, listener who encouraged us to get back in the booth when we had an absence um peter f i went up and asked him and i was talking to him and he he confessed to me. He's like, well, because I, I was telling him that these are getting a little bit long. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I listen to him on one and a half speed. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my word. That's the trick to getting through a guys on the sideline episode. All right. Crank one it up to speed. 2X and uh, you can make right. it happen. Any uh, shout outs as we go out the door here today, Chris? Uh, I, I I don't know. I think you're always best at kind of serving those up. I'm just happy. I'm I'm content now being official co. Chris, you're you're the host. I'm the guest. It's great <laughs> to be alongside you. We all um, know you're you're the brains of the operation. Well, so. I don't know if I'm the brains. I think I make this happen. I think you yes, bring you the insight and and elevate the game. So thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks for the listeners. Um, we encourage you to send out letters, comments. Yeah, um, questions. We'll read your questions what do you on want the us air. To talk about. Yeah, throw something our way. Uh, For Chris, I'm Jeff. 21 is in the books. Adios. Bye-bye. See you later. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time.